Morning prayer begins with the Lenten sentences on page four. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. As noted, the Vanity is omitted on Ash Wednesday, Psalm 32, on page 377. Blessed is he whose unrighteousness is forgiven, and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth no sin, and in whose spirit there is no guile. For whilst I held my tongue, my bones consumed away through my daily complaining. For thy hand was heavy upon me day and night, and my moisture was like the drought in summer. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine unrighteousness have I not hid. I said, I will confess my sins unto the Lord, and so thou forgavest the wickedness of my sin. For this shall every one that is godly make his prayer unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely the great water flood shall not come nigh him. Thou art a place to hide me in. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will inform thee and teach thee in the way wherein thou shalt go, and I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not like to horse and mule, which have no understanding, whose mouths must be held with bit and bridle, else they will not obey thee. Great plagues remain for the ungodly, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord, mercy embraceth him on every side. Be glad, O ye righteous, and rejoice in the Lord, and be joyful, all ye that are true of heart. Psalm 143, on page 518. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and consider my desire. Hearken unto me for thy truth and righteousness' sake. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath laid me in the darkness as the men that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit vexed within me, and my heart within me is desolate. Yet do I remember the time past. I muse upon all thy works. Yea, I exercise myself in the works of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul gaspeth unto thee as a thirsty land. Hear me, O Lord, in that soon, for my spirit waxeth faint. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. O let me hear thy loving kindness betimes in the morning, for in thee is my trust. Show thou me the way that I should walk in, 
for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies, for I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do the thing that pleaseth thee, for thou art my God. Let thy loving spirit lead me forth into the land of righteousness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, and for thy righteousness' sake bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy goodness slay mine enemies, and destroy all them that vex my soul. For I am thy servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 58th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness, and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls, and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast you find pleasure, and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate, and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day, to make your voice heard on high. It is a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul. It is to bow down his head like a bulrush, and to spread out sackcloth and ashes. Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked, that you cover him, and do not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth in the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he, shall, he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones, and shall be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places, you shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious stone of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the, the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but grievous. Nonetheless, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all men, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give life.
shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. <clears throat> the Lord be with you and with thy spirit let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. morning to all. We uh, begin Lent today. Lent's a 40-day season of preparation for Easter. It's 40 days um, from now to Easter, if you don't count the Sundays. Uh, so uh, Sundays are rightly observed as a day, as a, as a minor relaxation of the fast. I think it's best we embrace the fast and um, we have some kind of relaxation of it on Sunday, but not a full and total abandonment of it uh, as we look towards Easter. Uh, and Lent is a, it's a communal fast with personal points of emphasis is the best way to look at this. We're such an individualistic culture where I'm going to do my thing, you're going to do your thing. And yet we remember that we do this as a church. We fast together as a community. And certain things we do together, you know, that when we gather, we just are a little more Spartan to get rid of 
sweets and treats and uh, some of the fun stuff. But then there's also the individual dimension because each of us have different particular besetting things we struggle with. So your fast should be an, an opportunity to practice saying no to those things that you personally struggle with, which may be different than someone else struggles with. So a, a communal fast with personal points of emphasis. Our lesson from Isaiah today, uh, it ironically warns against uh, certain kinds of fasting, uh, the, the kind of fasting where people are, you know, going without food and afflicting themselves and say, look at me, I'm fasting. But it, it seems it, envi it envisions particularly in, in this um, context, uh, you know, business owners who are being very religious out in public, but then when they get to their field, they're not paying their workers according to the Torah, and they're not treating people fairly in, in their daily lives. And, and so it, it, in biblically, when biblical, the Bible talks about justice, this is really what this is dealing with, which is Torah justice. That is, according to the, the, the principles of, of the Ten Commandments, as these apply to life, treating everyone as bearing the image of God. Um, and that, that meant uh, there were certain rules. You had to pay your laborers every day. You, 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 you were supposed to, uh, there were certain times you're supposed to let the slaves go free. And, but in our context, I think the way we think about this or, or apply it is the more, the more uh, immediate it can get to us, I think, is the, is the most significant thing. Uh, we're, very, we're often a very activist culture, which leads people to yell about what someone is doing over there and not focus immediately in their own sphere of influence. So when we talk about undoing burdens, uh, freeing the oppressed, breaking uh, heavy you know, yokes and um, bonds, uh, think about in our own life, who, who can we impact that we can... Um, make you know we, we can do this for we can and and there's a spiritual dimension too that that, that certainly the undoing of burdens of the that the proclamation of the gospel the gospel of love that that lets people know they're they're embraced as they are and so our befriending of people and and ministering to them in that way can be a way of breaking uh, uh, bonds, bonds that are, you know, we're in a culture afflicted by self-loathing and lack of purposefulness and lack of connection. And then also just in our workplaces, do we treat people well? If we own a business, are we treating our employees well? Are they being treated fairly and, and, and justly in, in a culture where everything is, is adjudicated merely by the bottom line? Uh, Christians can't, we can't be that way. That's not what we're called to be. We're called to treat people justly and fairly. It doesn't mean, you know, not having consequences for people who don't do their work and that kind of thing, but just being just. And, um, and then, then he talks about concern for the poor. Uh, and this is, you know, in our time, uh, with the ubiquity of homelessness, you know, this command, hey, you bring the homeless poor into your home, it's a little different culturally and, and not as, 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 as probably advisable to do that now. Yet again, immediately in our immediate spheres of influence, um, who has needs that we can reach out to? And when we help people, we should help people in ways that actually help. You know, we work, for example, with the Orange County Rescue Mission that, that has good programs for getting people on their feet. But, um, 
a lot of times too, it is it is just being willing to interact with people in need and not treating them like someone I can't talk to or but being available. Um, uh, so so the point of our fast is we turn away from things. We want to turn to God in prayer and then to others in in greater love. And if if we're not really if our fasting isn't resulting in us being more attentive to God's uh, call in our lives day by day, that's the worthless fast that that Isaiah is talking about. And going over into the the Hebrews lesson, we talked about chastening. I think uh, at, at maybe an essential point to focus on during Lent is is he, he says that. It, God chastens every son, and we should note here this idea of son because it may seem like it excludes the daughters, but the sense is that biblically the son <clears throat> is is the heir, and in Christ we're all baptized into Christ, and so St. Paul is, you're all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. It's, it's it, the point of that we're all heirs, heirs of the promises, so women are sons too, and all the, all the heirs God chastens because he wants them to grow and, and become better. So Lent is a season to think about, to, to embrace God's chastening, to be willing to look at our lives and say, okay, where, where are, um, where are my, my uh, spots of weakness? And, and it gives us an extended season to, you know, to say no to things that might be barriers to love. That's really the idea of fasting, that we're trying to disconnect from things because sometimes our appetites or attachments keep us from our duty of loving God and loving others. So to say no to things is for the purpose of connecting to God in prayer and out of that experience of prayer then moving into greater love in our lives. And this is this by this way, salvation becomes a real thing. We become saved from those things that bind us. It's not just an idea that we'll, you know, be saved from hell on the last day. It's the reality that we are experiencing freedom from uh, and to overcome things that once overcame us. So as we practice prayer for a season like this, saying no for the purpose of saying yes to God and others, we experience this um this growth. And so that's kind of what we think about as we enter Lent today, as we come to services, get our ashes, that's about saying, yes, I'm taking up the fast uh, for the purpose of turning away from things towards God and others for a season. Um, we'll continue. Uh, it is Ash Wednesday. It's also our, our day of prayer for mission. And we should note that um, in our philosophy of mission, the idea of our own personal growth and progress in faith is essential to mission because mission is really bearing witness to Christ in the world. And as we as a church <clears throat> turn away from our, our selfish preoccupations towards God and prayer and others, that witness becomes more powerful. So in, in, a, in a real way, Lent is really about renewing and strengthening the witness of the church to others. So we'll continue with our prayer for mission on page 38. O God, who has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the whole earth, and to send thy blessed Son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh, grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. 
bring the nations into thy fold. Pour out thy spirit upon all flesh, and hasten thy kingdom through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We'll continue with the general thanksgiving on page 19. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Take a moment to reach, uh, to remember their personal intercessions, then we'll close with the prayer of St. Chrysostom in the Grace on page 20. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and does promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will with the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning on this first day of Lent to kick off season. Mm -hmm. Good Thank day, you, Bishop Charlotte. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.